Hello everyone and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Alicia here, great to have you back. A few programming notes at first before we launch into the content today. Um, over the next few weeks, probably later next month, being August of uh, 2017, um, I'll be relocating the hosting platform of the AWS Podcast. Um, this is more a heads up because I'll be doing some RSS changes and some other changes. And as we all know in IT, what could possibly go wrong? So uh, if things drop off a little bit or you're not getting the podcast feed, just research it and you'll get it back. Or of course, you can ping me up and let me know. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the easiest way to get hold of me. However, I'm not anticipating any problems, but just wanted to uh, call it out while you're listening to this particular feed uh, in case uh, you drop off for some reason. Should be seamless. And as I say, what could possibly go wrong? Also, the next few weeks, there'll be uh, intermittent uh, publishing, probably every second week or so, um, due to some holidays, which I'm taking. But uh, what I'm putting in place as well will allow me to uh, publish all the way through in the future as well, so there'll be uh, no distractions. Now, the good news is, is I have a full board of uh, interviews, deep dives, and other interesting topics to cover uh, coming up, so um, plenty of rich content to come. However, enough of that introspection. It's time for this week's topic. And this week, I wanted to talk about a particular service that I think many listeners might not be familiar with, but can be really, really useful. And this is something called the Parameter Store, or more formally, the EC2 Systems Manager Parameter Store. So it's part of uh, EC2 Systems Manager. However, it is its own really sort of standalone capability that can be used whether you use uh, EC2 itself or not. Um, so what is it? So Parameter Store is a centralized store to manage your configuration data. Now, it's important because this is both plain text data, things like uh, database strings, or secrets like passwords, which are encrypted through AWS KMS. So what this means is that your critical information stays within your environment and you don't have to have that manual overhead of storing and managing it in configuration files, moving it across, accidentally putting it into your content management system where you don't want to, sharing it publicly, etc. You can also use it automatically across your automation workflows. You don't have to type plain text in. It really does help your security posture. Now, these parameters can be easily referenced from different AWS services, so things like uh, Amazon uh, EC2 Container Service, AWS Lambda, um, of course, other EC2 Systems Manager things like uh, Run Command, State Manager, Automation. You can even use it from the command line. So you get lots and lots of choice about how to use it. Now, it's interesting because this is a problem domain I see a lot of customers, particularly developers, uh, grappling with because they're like, well, I've got these different logins and reference strings, etc. How can I store them easily? The nice thing is Parameter Store makes it pretty simple to set up. Uh, in fact, you can even do it from the command line if you want to. Basically, uh, when you're referencing components um, within different uh, documents within AWS, you use the SSM colon uh, type. So, and then you reference a particular parameter you want. Um, and it's very easy to get going. If though you want to use um, uh, encrypted things, then you're going to use something called the secure string parameter. So for example, if you're using the AWS command line, it's my whole favorite quoting you code, I'll give you links to all this stuff. Um, but it's as simple as saying AWS SSM put parameter, dash dash name, and you give it a name, dash dash value, you specify the value, and then you specify a type, dash dash type, secure string, and it will automatically use your default KMS key to encrypt that data for you. You can, of course, use a customer key as well if you want to, so you can specify your own KMS customer master key to do the encryption as well. And from then on, 
that encrypted value will only be decrypted by KMS as it's ingested by the particular service that's being used. So suddenly you're not passing secrets around anymore. You're simply accessing them in a central location, which gives you lots and lots of different options. In fact, in the show notes, I'll link to a couple of really interesting articles, one showing how to securely store your secrets and then control access to them using IAM, so Identity Access Management. Um, another one which talks about how to use your secrets in different programming languages and how you can use it in different architectures, particularly for microservices and containerized applications. And also one about using it with AWS Code Pipeline as well. So obviously you can ingest and use particular credentials when you need to. Now, there are plenty of little nuances that you can do, and uh, I wanted to mention just a couple that I think are really, really interesting. The first one is you can specify using IAM that only specific parameters can be accessed and run on specific types of instances. So you can set categories, you can set uh, definitions in the naming structure. There's a great example of this in the documentation. So that only particular roles can access particular types or categories of parameters, and you can use wildcarding with this. Now, what this means, you can say, well, Cohort A can access a particular set of key, sensitive key information, but cohort B can't. So it obviously gives you an immediate control profile of who can get access to secret material. Another really nifty uh, capability is the ability to set up notifications and events for these systems manager parameters. So you can set events to record when something takes place, but also, and interestingly enough, when things don't take place. And this might not seem obvious at first instance, but let's dive into that just a little. Imagine you have a sensitive piece of information, let's say it's a password, and someone deletes it. Um, it would probably be good to know that that took place, wouldn't it? Because you're probably not expecting things to be deleted. So now you can receive a simple notification service alert when a parameter is updated, deleted, or even accessed as well. So you can see who's using particular elements of your sensitive data and for what, which means you can then also process it on a regular basis to see if something unusual has gone wrong or someone has accessed things that they shouldn't get access to. Now, you can also connect it to Amazon CloudWatch events. So for example, a change in a parameter could initiate an AWS Lambda function. So maybe, for example, if you're changing the uh, database connection uh, password, uh, you may say to your application to reset your database connections, etc. So you can kind of see how the options are really endless now because you know who's accessing what data. Now, I also said that you could do monitoring on when things are not changed or accessed. So you can also put in place notifications to detect whether particular sensitive information has not been changed for a while. This is really useful if you're doing key rotation. You need to identify when things haven't been rotated or if things are no longer needed so we can actually delete those. And it's that uh, sort of anti-case of when things haven't happened that I think is a really interesting event to set up as well. So lots there. And again, I'm going to come back to it because it is a domain that tends to be ignored, particularly in the early design stages, that there will be sensitive material, passwords, credentials, connections, strings, things you want to store in some secure central location. Parameter Store lets you do it. Now, it's also had some uh, things of late that improve its usability as well. Um, you can now tag your parameters. So you can categorize, filter, and control access based upon those tags. You can combine that with IAM policies. So you can control who has access to, for example, production passwords versus uh, dev and test passwords as well. Um, you can even create dynamic IAM policies based upon parameters in the tags as well. So you have lots and lots of power to play with. So something to have a look at, something to explore. It's available in all the public regions. So you can uh, go and uh, explore to your heart's content. 
As ever, we do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to send any of it. And as always, until next time, keep on building.